Hi, hello everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awakened Happiness Now Global Series, Season 33. Thank you so much for being here with us today. If you are new to the show, to my channel, please do subscribe uh, on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, please do subscribe so that you can um, watch all of the live shows there, as well as all of the shows on demand from the previous season. So please do check those all out as well. Some wonderful wisdom, teachings, experiences, uh, processes, etc. Um, and it is my deepest wish, desire, and intention to bring to you, bring for you all these wonderful speakers who are going to be sharing their wisdom, their teachings, their processes, their healings, their activations, etc., so that we can all thrive and so that we can all raise our vibration frequency um, as well as the planet and the collective. And so that we can truly, you know, live in each moment with happiness and joy and ease. So um, thank you so much for being here, everyone, today. And today we have a brand new guest with us. So Judith Costa is with us for the first time, and we're going to be talking about loving yourself to manifest your best life. And so some of what we're going to discuss today is <laughs> what does loving yourself mean? And what are the benefits of loving yourself? How can you show yourself more love? How to stop sabotaging yourself and your life? How forgiveness will transform your life? Why do you need to love yourself to establish happy relationships? Why is love a challenge in your life? What can be holding you back from finding love if you're looking for it? And are you repeating patterns in your relationship and don't know how to break them? And how the loving guidance of the Akashic Records can benefit you. And today, um, Judith is going to be taking your live questions through the Akashic Records. So she's going to be holding space in the Akashic Records and answering your questions. So you can raise your hand or you can type your question in the chat and we'll see how we do with all that. And so for those of you who don't know Judith, like I said, she is new to us, but she may not be new to you. You may know her. But uh, for those of you who, <clears throat> sorry, who don't, Judith is an unconditional love coach, self-love expert, a seminar leader, writer and speaker with a master's degree in anal analytical psychology and psychotherapy and an MBA. She is a certified consultant and teacher of the Akashic Records and a happiness trainer. And Judith helps people to overcome their inner blocks to love. She specializes in helping her clients have a better relationship with themselves, which transforms their lives, allowing them to create abundance, well-being, better relationships, and become happier. She believes that love starts by loving oneself. And when you have love within, you can share it with others. So we are going to learn a little bit more from Judith and her journey from herself. So please join me in welcoming Judith to the show. Judith, I'm so glad you're here. I am thrilled to be here with you, Alara. It's a pleasure and an honor, and let's have fun. Absolutely. So because you are new to the show, right, to the platform, um, if you can just take a few minutes and just briefly share your journey, journey about love, healing, the Akashic Records, whatever happened, whatever makes sense for you to share with us so that we get to know who you truly are a little bit more. Yeah, let me let, let me see where I start. It is a long journey, as everyone uh, imagine. Um, I think that you teach what you have to learn. There was a moment in my life where nothing was working. Uh, it seemed the perfect life from outside, and I was so unhappy, depressed. I had physical problems with my thyroid. I couldn't I couldn't make decisions. I didn't like my job and. There were a lot of things that were not working, but I didn't know the solution. I never believed in traditional uh, therapy or taking a pill just to solve your problems. And I start a quest for 
self-discovery, let's say this way. And I started accumulating tools. I was studying astrology as a hobby, but it became a way of, of knowing yourself better. And the same with Reiki for self-healing. Now it's my cat who receives the, the Reiki. But uh, nobody told me that my problem was that I didn't love myself enough, that there were certain, certain patterns in the way I was, I, was, I was living my life that were against myself, that I was being my, my enemy instead of my friend. I hope there was a, like a workshop like the one I teach now, no, fall in love with yourself that could give me just the foundation at that moment in time where I was so lost and so confused. And I, had, I was living in Spain at the time. I had a business. Uh, I started my career in, in, in PR, marketing. I had an MBA, my own business. Then nothing indicated that uh, 20 years later, I, was, I will be doing this in the US and having this conversation with you. Uh, just the opposite. I will say, no, no way. <laughs> and yeah, it was a hobby and, and it started as a, as a way to help me transform my life became my passion. I moved to the US at the end of 2010. I became a certified coach and I continue love to learn, continue accumulate, accumulating tools. Then from that, it went to the past life regression therapy and, and I completed my training in Reiki. And also I studied uh, how to be a consultant of the Kashyyyk records. And now I also teach others how to, how to connect with this field of information. And I become a happiness trainer. And all of these things uh, just are ways to, to keep doing my inner work that I think that it's very important for the ones that do this kind of job like me. Uh, my life was transformed in the moment uh, I discovered the concept of soulmates, that was my awakening. I, I read a book when I was uh, still married in Spain. And uh, what was funny is that I started kind of a quest of demonstrating myself that my husband at the moment was my soulmate. And what I discovered were a lot of things, but some of them were that uh, we had a karmic relationship, very intense soul connection, but uh, it was a different kind of love, the one that I was looking for. And a lot of things happened within my dream synchronicities. And, and that was really um, the reason why now I teach love. My, my, my title is Unconditional Love Coach or Self-Love Expert, whatever you want. But why unconditional? Because this is the kind of bond that soulmates have. And this is what was the beginning of my career when I started in New York, helping people to find their soulmates. I believe in love. I really believe in love. I think that uh, we have a misunderstanding about what's love and, and we buy a story uh, about these conditional relationships that we establish through, through life. And there is a moment in our, in our journey through life where we discover that love is a state of being. Mm. It's, not a, it's not a relationship. And love is something that we can cultivate, that it's inside of ourselves, that we are the source of it. And that's the reason why I teach uh, self-love because I really helping people find true love. I discovered that one of the difficulties that we all have is that we don't love ourselves enough. Yeah. That we really uh, lack uh, on, on, on this kind of education and, and, and we don't treat ourselves the way we want. Then it's, we go around life, you no, know, looking for love outside of ourselves. When it starts within, it is there. 
Then. Absolutely. And so our topic today that uh, that we're talking about is loving yourself to manifest your best life, right? And if you don't love yourself enough or as much as you could or should, then maybe that's why you're not manifesting your best life, right? So let's start yeah. off with what does loving yourself mean? What does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to first make a comment uh, for what you say, uh, because really love is the highest vibration that exists in the universe. Mm -hmm then to manifest, uh, you really have to be in this vibration. Then going back to love, we have a lot of uh, conflict in relationships in whatever area of our lives because we don't really understand what true love looks like and how to connect with it from within, with ourselves. Then loving yourself means just, it's very simple, become your best friend. Yeah. And Treat yourself the way you will treat someone that you really love. Um, Self-love is a, is a big uh, concept because it includes so, so many things, so many different things. And you cannot try to accomplish all of them at the same time because you will be overwhelmed. But we are talking about self-worth, self-appreciation, stop judging and criticizing yourself, finding your own voice, uh, finding pleasure in life and, and enjoying your life to the fullest, learning how to set up boundaries, honoring yourself, being honest with yourself. Then as you can see, it's not just one little concept that if you do this, then it's everything is gonna be okay, no? You have to learn how to forgive yourself. You have to learn different things. Then my uh, advice for those that want to improve the level of self-love is, from all this list that maybe we will keep adding uh, items to the list, but from the, the, the things that I just said, choose those aspects that are difficult for you. Just start with one. Mm -hmm. If you're very hard on yourself, then look at the way you talk to yourself and, and change that conversation, make it more loving. Um, if it's difficult for you to say no to others, then work on setting up boundaries. See how you can improve that. Ask yourself what you need before you automatically answer yes to everyone and anyone that asks you something. Absolutely. It's time for us to say yes to ourselves first. Yes, so more than is that. And also being, I mean, self-love had a bad uh, image because a lot mm -hmm. of people thought that it was selfish, but the important is that the more love you have within yourself, the more you can share. This is like if you have a refrigerator that is empty and you are hungry, what are you going to be able to share? But if you have a ref refrigerator that is plenty of food and you feel comfortable giving, and then you have a magical refrigerator that keeps uh, replenishing itself again and again and again. Mm -hmm. Then in the moment you understand that you are the source of this love, that you can have as much as you want because it depends on you, you are never uh, gonna be thinking that you have to sacrifice in order to get the love that you want. Then uh, people pleasers like me <laughs> in the past included, uh, tend to be there because we don't want to, to really upset others. We don't want to lose the love of those we want. We don't want to create an atmosphere where things are difficult or you're gonna get like angry with me because I'm not uh, meeting your expectations. And it's very important to understand that you can be there for others, but you never abandon yourself to do that. And one of Absolutely. my problems, yeah, was that abandoning myself in relationships. 
I was just going to say really quickly, one of the points you just made that if we are afraid to lose relationships or someone's going to be angry at us for something, then is that really unconditional love? I don't think that that's unconditional love because if, um, if somebody loves me unconditionally, it doesn't matter what uh, I do. I don't have to do anything or please them in any way to keep having their love, right? Yeah, that's so, totally true. But uh, let's just. I know, I know, it's not common for everybody, but other than children and parents. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, no, it's but it's a very good comment because uh, let's be straight: the unconditional love is like the PhD of love. We live in a world where love seems to be exchange. And even though we are born as babies, we have this idea that we are the center of the world, of the universe. We deserve all the love. And we are able to love unconditionally. And usually uh, parents love their children, no matter how uh, bad behavior they have. And they fall in love with these children. And and, and, and they see us perfect uh, beings, especially when they are little. Yeah. <laughs> and what happens when then? Teenagers, not so much. <laughs> From zero to six to seven, more or less, we take all the messages that we receive as the truth. We don't have a filter. Then whatever any authority figure, including television, is an authority figure for us, parents, uh, teachers, uh, babysitters, everything that we receive, it's, it's really not only important, it gets in the program that we have about love and relationships. Then if we start receiving messages like, Judith, if you don't behave, I'm not going to like you. Or you are, you are being a bad girl. And unless you do this, you're not going to have that. Then what happens is that we, we start thinking that love has to be earned. That in order to really uh, be loved, we have to be a certain way for others to like us. It's when we start thinking that love is this conditional because in our brain for survival, there is a part of our brain that, that it's wired for telling us that we need to belong to a group, that in order to be safe in the world, we have to connect with others. We are wired for love. We want to be uh, not only connected, we want to love others no matter what. Then what happens if you are gonna lose this love, you feel like you are in danger you feel that you are not good enough. Then your parents divorce mine, for example, when I was four years old, and a lot of kids at this age think that it's because they are not good enough, that they are not lovable. They really take on them the problems of the parents thinking that this is what it is. If I will be a better person, a better kid, then they will be together and they will love me more and they are not gonna fight. And, then all of these are the ideas that we take with us in our journey for love. And we grow, and unless we revise all of this programming that we have, it keeps affecting our love life. If we have uh, problems with abandonment when we were children, then they show up in our relationships. If we think that uh, in order for us to be loved, we have to put this persona and, and fake it, because if we really show that we are faulty, that we make mistakes, that we are not perfect, then we are going to lose the love. We keep doing that because it's what makes us feel safe. Then I invite all of you to really uh, review 
what are the ideas that you have about love and relationships, about being loved, about you deserving to be loved? What happened to you since you were a kid that is affecting still your, your life right now? Because this affects a lot in whatever way we can really love ourselves. If we feel we deserve this love, if we are worthy of this love, if we can really establish this relationship with ourselves where there is appreciation and acceptance and, and, and real love. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Cause when you look back at your childhood or, you know, growing up, a lot of us have not had easy childhoods, easy relationships, just, you know, not easy circumstances that, that in that we felt loved or we felt um, appreciated or accepted or anything. Right. So, um, but so, and so then we, like you said, we turn that into ourselves and say, well, it's because I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it, et cetera. And so then we also don't give ourselves that love. Yeah. And, and there is a moment I, I remember it happens a lot in, in, in workshops. No, that's it. People say, no, because my parents did that or say, how old are you now? Oh, I'm 52. Then are we going to still continue blaming our parents, our ex-partner? our circumstances for what is happening in our lives now. Mm, I don't true. think that. Yeah. And yeah. The idea of going to the past, the invitation that I I, I, I I offer, it's just go and find in the past whatever is affecting you now. But that's just to let it go, just to forgive it, just to release it, just to not to leave. When you identify something, when something becomes conscious, then you can heal it. If it's just in the programming, if it ran in the computer, but you don't know that you have a virus, then your computer will do weird things. But unless you really run the antivirus and say, oh, that's the problem, then you will say, is acting weird, my computer? I don't know what's happening. Then yeah. it's, it's the same here. Let's find out what is affecting us. And let's really make the decision. Love is not something that happens to us. We have this idea, you know, that if I find the right person, I'm going to fall in love and everything is going to be perfect. And yeah, it, it might be true, but play by destiny, you know, and the stars. But love is a conscious decision. It's a choice that you make. Self-love is when you put the feet on the floor in the morning, you have to decide that that day you're going to love yourself no matter what. That's unconditional love. In a spite of everything, if life is going well or not, if you have great relationships or not, if uh, the day at the office is, is, is going well or you have problems with clients, it doesn't matter. You deserve your own love because you exist. It's your birthright. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I totally agree. And that's the thing. We forget that we, you know, we are already worthy as it is because we exist, not because of anything we do or anything that we, we be or any qualities or anything, we are worthy because we exist. And um, just that alone, if we can tell ourselves over and over again and ingrain that within ourselves, then some of those old patterns of not feeling worthy, not feeling like we're good enough will start to dissipate and release, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly the idea. Then the more love that you add into your life, uh, the more transformation about your life circumstances and everything that is happening in your life happens. Why? Because from a perspective of loving yourself, there are things that you feel that you can overcome. 
that you will have the resources, that you feel guided, you feel connected. Uh, the confidence, for example, something that a lot of people are looking for, doesn't come from having everything under control. I remember when my way of feeling safe in life was not to take risks first, and also try to control all the potential scenarios to be sure that I have all the circumstances under control. Now I can deal with uncertainty. Now I trust that the universe will give me the guidance and support me at a level that I will be able to overcome whatever comes my path. And instead of saying, no, please, please, that nothing bad happens to me, but like in the past, now I say, I feel ready. I know that I'm not alone. I know that I will be given the tools, the people that I need will show up in my, in my path that the right opportunities will be there for me to be able to, to continue moving forward with my life in the best possible way. That doesn't make sense. It makes sense, but I don't think everybody feels that all the time. No, not at all. I, I teach this and I go up and down and I lose it. Then yeah. I, was, I was talking with you yesterday and I was saying that I tell my students in the workshops, I wasn't born like this. Eh? This is something that I have learned, I have cultivated. I have been uh, teaching this for a long time. And I, I have to say that everything I have a big problem, uh, I take it to the next level. Then for example, when I had the diagnosis of thyroid cancer, I thought I loved myself at that moment and I was teaching self-love. And no, there was, there was another like potential for, for growth in the relationship with myself. I start doing research and I stop working as hard. I make promises to myself that I still keep right now. And like uh, five, seven years later, that I will go for a walk every day. I will go out of my house. I will connect with nature, that I will put myself first, that I'm not going to wait for the, for the best moment in my life to enjoy, that the things that matter to me are important. And the life is not only about sacrificing and, and getting the money and building the business. No, I mean, you have a beautiful glass for the wine, use it, use it today. You, you, silverware, whatever it is, today is the big day. It's not tomorrow, it's not the day after. It's not warranted what is happening. And when you see your life at risk, you really understand what does it mean to live like your this is going to be the last day of your life and, and continue applying it. And thanks God, the cancer was not threatening at all. And I had time to go through my healing and understand what was behind this and what my body needed. But I, I thought I loved myself and I saw in all the ways that I betray myself daily. Then I'm, I'm, I'm really talking from a very humble position here. Eh? I don't have everything figured out. And, and so, and that's the thing that I think a lot of us don't realize is how much we are sacrificing or sabotaging ourselves or putting ourselves on the backboard or not giving ourselves enough attention, love, respect, you know, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. We don't realize it's happening on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, because one of the, the biggest tool to really understand the relationship with yourself is awareness. You have to observe yourself. If you live on autopilot, 
then you see from inside outside, you see how you fit in the world, what is happening around you. But you have to turn the lights and start observing what is happening to you, inside of you, around you, all together. Then it's like going to the movies and seeing that, yes, you are the main character of the movie that it's happening in front of you, but you are also an observer. You are sitting in the movie theater and looking at the main character and saying, okay, I know what's happening to you. And you have to observe, this is the mindful approach, observe it without judgment. Observe just to take note and see what happens, to be able to have the information about the, the reality of the relationship with yourself. Because unless you pay attention, you're not gonna see that you are betraying yourself. You're gonna say, oh, I'm in a hurry and I have to do this because this is priority. I'm very busy and I have to work until late, even though I don't get the enough sleep. It doesn't matter if I have headache, I'm not gonna respect my body. I'm gonna take a pill and, and continue working. And someone was putting in the chat, thank you, that we tend to sacrifice a lot for our children. Yes, it's totally true. We have this idea that love for others goes first. Mm -hmm. it comes from education, cultural patterns, our bringing, whatever it is, then especially for, for women, uh, like being there for our children, our family, gets priority. And a lot of women abandon themselves until there is a moment they don't have any other love to, to give. And they are giving from the obligation, they are giving from the lack of health, from even resentment. When, when I don't take care of myself and I feel that others abuse me, there is a moment where my internal signals will be like, and what about you? Why others don't respect you? Others don't treat you well, others don't but you don't see that you are doing this to yourself first. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're just mimicking what you have trained them to do. You always say, yes, mom do this, mom do that, mom do this, that. Okay, they are just following the system of the relationship, nothing different. It's yeah. not fault maybe. Maybe yeah. we have to change something within ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are times, I mean, I've always said in the past, that, um, you know, I, I'm number one, my kids are number two, then my husband is number three and everybody else after that. That's ideally, and unless there's something, you know, going on, then it's like, okay, if there's a priority in some way, but it is important for all of us to put ourselves first, but it's not just about putting ourselves first. It's about recognizing that we are here on a journey and that journey is of self-love, self-appreciation, and at the same time, growth and expansion. And we can't do that if we do not love and appreciate ourselves and our, uh, our life and our journey, right? Yeah. And I'm going to answer this and then make it a little bit more complicated. Let's <laughs> add the unconditional. Then that, that's totally true. It's very easy to love those we love. And we just establish priorities, as you say, you know, me first and then my children. And then to be sure that the time we have, the energy we have, we can love that. There is a little thing. Love, it's abundant and it's expansive. And we really don't have to choose. Love is energy and it multiplies and it has to be given and received. It's a flow. Then it's not only that I give love. If you close the doors to receive, you are not loving. Mm -hmm. You are sacrificing. Okay. Then yeah. if we have this clear, uh, what if we can love everything that exists? That's unconditional love. What if we don't have to choose between 
loving my cat, loving my husband, loving my children, loving my friend? What if I have enough love for everyone? And it's not the time, the doing things for them. It's an idea that love in essence is pure. And I, I have so much that I can give it freely. Um, my idea of a relationship changed when I discovered this, because now I see like when, when you are in a partnership with someone, uh, when two people come together, it's because they have already the figure out this love for themselves. They already love themselves. And what they do in this relationship that they establish is to share this love that they already have. It's not that I need you or I like you or I want you or you pay my bills or I don't want to be alone. That, that's the old way of seeing relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, there is something convenient between the two of us that makes us to be together. But what if you really can decide to love someone even in spite of who the other person is. I, yeah. I can make this choice. I don't it's really tough. need anything <laughs> in return. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, it's tough for some, to love some people. Is, but maybe we can try and see yeah. what happens. Maybe in the next lifetime. <laughs> you think about this idea that we are all one, we are all connected, yeah. we are all... yeah. Then, yeah. and, and that's what I like the idea of the soulmates changing the topic totally, you know, that there are beings out there, and I, I'm going to say it's plural, it's not this romantic uh, partner that it's out there. There are people that belong to our soul families called soulmates that have complementary uh, things that can help us in critical moments in our lives where they show up or can uh, help us to love much and better or to love ourselves or to. That's what a soulmate means. And I have to say that I, my second marriage, I married one of my soulmates and the relationship wasn't easy at all. Eh? It, was, mm -hmm. it was complicated, but he was the best teacher for me on how to love myself. When you don't receive something, don't blame the other person. Think, how can I give it to myself? What is missing within me that I'm allowing the other person to treat me this way or I'm not receiving exactly what I want. I'm expressing my needs and desires. I'm standing on my own power. I'm saying what I need. I'm establishing boundaries. I'm saying that what, what I accept and I don't accept. That's part of loving yourself. When you really, really love yourself, you choose these situations in life and those relationships that really demonstrate the love that you say that you have for yourself. You don't put yourself in trouble, right, if you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come to you. Yeah, I agree, totally. It's, it's, it's complicated, you know, it's still, it's still complicated. There's so many different nuances and there's so many different exceptions to this, but um, at the same time, you know, like Linda says, we sacrifice ourselves so easily to bring more love to others, especially within our own family. But a lot of the time we send out the love and it's not always reciprocal. And so, which is true, but if it's unconditional love, you're not wanting the reciprocation anyways, right? You're just loving. Um, yeah. yeah, that's the idea of unconditional. Unconditional means no conditions. I love you no matter what. I love you for no reason. I love you because I want. I love you. And we are not used to this idea. It's so, it's yeah. so new and so like, what? Like, really? Yeah. No, we, and of course, yeah, something awakes within us because we are connected and then I love you. Okay, then try to love a stranger. Mm -hmm. 
go go into into an elevator and sell love to someone that you don't know you don't have to say it aloud they may think that you're a little bit crazy but but just send the energy to anyone that you meet in in the street so that's easy we can do that that is easy we can do that but it's not always easy like linda says in the chat it's not always easy when you've been betrayed or rejected right so if like for example my first ex-husband oh, just don't even get me started but that's what I'm saying. It's like, I can't love him in this lifetime. Maybe another lifetime, I don't know. But in this lifetime, it's enough that I have uh, forgiven him and I don't wish any bad energy towards him. I don't want wish any ill towards him. But I, you know, love is, uh, uh, I don't think so. That's <laughs> not happening. And, uh, thank you for bringing, bringing the opportunity to explain this to, to everyone that is watching and listening. One of the reasons why people cannot find love is because they don't love themselves. And the second one is because they are not able to forgive. Mm -hmm. We hold many grudges. And yeah. let me explain forgiveness from a different perspective. Forgiveness is, is a part of letting go. It's, a, it's, it's like, I want to release this from my system. Mm -hmm. When something is so big, as Linda was saying, like we sacrifice and, and when there is betrayal and, and many things happen, we have an idea that it's impossible to forgive. Okay, let's reframe this. Why? Because what if forgiveness is the key to freedom? What if instead of you, by forgiving, you are not forgetting or condoning the facts or whatever happened, what mm -hmm. you are doing is just being free to continue moving forward with your life in whatever way you want. It's really easy that we don't want because we don't want something in our lives because it was so painful. And we are still energetically connected to it. And we keep living and living it again and living it again. And every time we hear the, the name of this person or the events that happen or, or something is triggered in the past, we keep like feeling this energy. Then use whatever method for forgiveness you want. Ho'oponopono. I have a prayer in the Akashic records that I can share with everyone right now. Make a conscious decision to forgive. But don't do it for others. We don't need the other 50% to forgive. You just need yourself. Just need the decision to let it go. It happened, yes. It was important, yes, but it's part of your story. It's not who you are. And for sure, it shouldn't have to put a stamp for the rest of your life. It doesn't determine your present and your future. You are free to be whoever you want. This is an experience. Are we going to be in the same chapter of the novel all the time? Or let's create something new. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. With forgiveness, yes, absolutely. With the and loving, yeah. it's a bit and what more about difficult. Forgiving yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's hard, but, you know, that's harder than forgiving somebody else. I yeah, think. exactly. A lot of people say, yeah, well, it's going to be hard to forgive, and but like putting ourselves in the list, we are so hard on ourselves and yeah. we don't go all the mistakes that we still think like if I have acted differently in that moment in time, if I didn't do this or I made that wrong decision and see where I am right now, we we keep like blaming ourselves, no? Yeah. And when you make a list of people that you want to forgive, like, and, and, and you can put what happened between the you two and, and, and make yourself ready prepare yourself that person by person in the list go inside and say do i want to continue living like this um am i ready 
to let go of this? Then forgiving is not this Catholic Christian idea of I'm a good person and I'm gonna forgive you because I need to do that. No, forgiveness is a choice to set yourself free. The more you wait, the more you continue attach. Energetically, there is like a cord that connects you with every event that you are still thinking that was so bad and that you will never forgive. Right. Then you want to cut all these quotes. It's up to you, entirely up to you. you do you know how powerful you are? I sometimes forget, but <laughs> <laughs> there are days when I forget, for sure. Yeah, and that's the idea. Everyone that is here receiving this message is, I think, is ahead of 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 others because, yeah, we tend to forget that we are important, that we are unique, that we are here because our soul has a path. That we we come to this to this earth with certain things to learn and to master, Mm -hmm. and it's okay to to fail and not to be perfect. Nobody's asking you to be perfect; just to be you. And the yeah, but we we are such perfectionists, right? Like you said before, we are so tough on ourselves, and we have such high expectations of ourselves. Even speaking on my behalf, but anyways, you know, like we have such high expectations of ourselves, and um, that yeah, it can be uh, it can it can be hard. It can be difficult to let go and release, but it's definitely a practice that is not just a one and done. I I find for that for the forgiveness piece anyways it's like sometimes you have to do it a couple of times right more than a couple of times yeah yeah and i'm going to share this prayer i think it's 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 interesting to have it and uh, people will be able to listen to the replay because it's as you say what happens with us is that we tend to accumulate so much we are not trained to release and to forgive and to let go and we go through life and with all the events that happen we keep like putting a stuff in our personal suitcase or backpack that we carry. And there is a moment where it's too much. Then I I think it's good that someone tell us that we can forgive and release in the moment. We don't need the time. We don't need to understand. We don't need an apology from the other person. We don't need to wait. Then if you want to be happier, if you want to really love yourself, uh, carry less stuff, less emotional uh, baggage within yourself. People think that only the calories add weight. No, the emotions also have weight on top of you. And they also affect your physical uh, well-being. And they have a lot to say. Then the more you really realize, this is like if you go through life and you didn't shower in one year and a half, how are you going to look like? Then you're going to have like a thick... uh, stuff like dust and other things that you have accumulated around the day maybe the hair is a little bit greasy whatever it is then at an emotional level happens the same we have to really uh, find ways find tools become aware of letting go but in the moment don't accumulate give it up just tell the universe i cannot handle this can you please take this from me and recycle the energy then if you want more, more elaborated, I like this prayer because it's very complete. It has three different parts, what others have done to ourselves, but we have done to others and we have done to ourselves. And I'm gonna share it with you. This is from Akashic Records Consultants International. The copyright is theirs, but you can share it with anyone else. 
Then it says, if there is anyone or anything that has hurt you in the past, I'm sorry, had hurt me in the past, knowingly or unknowingly, I forgive and release it. If I have hurt anyone or anything in the past, knowingly or unknowingly, I forgive and release it. If I have hurt myself in the past, knowingly or unknowingly, I forgive and release it. Ah, I feel better already just by reading it. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful and powerful. And I think it's something that we actually can do every day, you know, in, in you know, couple of not a couple of times a day but at least every day because there's always I find right now a lot of stuff is coming up right a lot of our own stories a lot of our history a lot of our old baggage is coming up for us to work on releasing and letting go and and forgiving if um uh at the same time and we don't all like you said knowingly and unknowingly we don't always know right um where we've we've hurt someone or where we've hurt ourselves etc so it's a powerful pra practice for sure. Yeah, and that's a good comment. And also in the in this prayer, it says the past, but the past is understood in a big sense. It can be something that happened five minutes ago or 50 lifetimes ago. Mm, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. We don't have to go into the events and know exactly what happened and then figure out how to release. You don't forgive with your head. You forgive right. with your heart. Yeah, we say it's a yeah. conscious decision. It's not a decision that you make in the mind. It's a decision that you make because you love yourself enough to let it go. Your ego will say, "No, but they hurt me, and it was a big betrayal." And how how I'm gonna say that it's okay? No, we're not trying to say it's okay. We're trying to say, move forward, continue with your life. The other person did whatever he or she could at that moment, and this is demonstrating the way the other person is. You didn't deserve that. Mm -hmm. And you get it. I'm yeah. sorry. It's unfortunate. But we are not going to continue putting light in the perpetrator. What we want is that the love save you, change your life, transform. Love heals. Love changes everything that touch. Love is, is when we say it's the highest vibration possible, is whatever you want, it can be resolved in terms of love. I used to give a lecture when I was traveling before COVID that it's loving yourself is the solution. And I challenged the people that was in the audience to say, tell me any problem you have and I will resolve it in terms of self-love. I will tell you where is, the, where is the root cause and how to do something about it. Awesome. Because really, yeah, <laughs> loving yourself has this power. It changed the way you organize your life, your health, the level of abundance, how you handle your relationships, even your sex life and everything, it's, it's different. When you put yourself as a priority, it doesn't mean to abandon others, mm -hmm. but you understand how important you are. You start acting differently in your life. And then when you think that you're going to lose, maybe you gain triple. Yeah, true. Absolutely. I love that. And it's like, it is so true. I mean, we talk about it a lot, but and we talk about forgiveness as well. But again, talk is cheap. It's about doing the practice. <laughs> it's like um, saying the commands, feeling the, the energy and the, the willingness to let go and release, right? So it's, like you said, it's not a mental thing at all. It's more of an energetic, heart-based releasing and letting go. And that releasing and letting go is an act of self-love. 
Yeah, and I think that it's the moment to talk about the how because many of the emails that I receive from potential clients is like, I want to love myself or I know I don't love myself, but how do I love myself? And that's why I have created this uh, or retreat or, or a one-day workshop, like sit here, invest in yourself. Let's figure out what there is of self-love are lacking in your life. And what are the tools that you need? What, what can you do? And of course, it's going to be totally different for depending on what, what, what do you really want to improve? Mm-hmm. If you are really uh, very hard on yourself and judging and criticizing yourself, we will work on mindset. Then the first thing I'm going to ask is take one week and, and write all the, all the things that you say to yourself. Because a lot of people tell me, no, I have a good relationship with myself. I treat myself nicely. I, I, I do the things I like. And, and then we don't realize that we have an inner voice that say, you're stupid. You're not going to make it. You cannot do it. Who do you think you are? You're not good enough. Oh, don't even think about it. This is not for you. All of these moments where you feel insecure, like uh, uh, that you cannot be there, this voice shows up and it's a mean voice. Mm-hmm. Then the recommendation is see the beliefs that you have about yourself and start building self-appreciation. Every time there is one of those, go to the, the mind is like a recorder, okay? It's, it's an archive. Then go to find, you're not good enough. No, go to find all these moments in time where you perform wonderfully, when you had achievements, where things were good and say, no, here, here I have. Thank you for letting me know, but this is it. Change the like the radio station. Start listening to to another station that has more love on it. Yeah. If you're listening to heavy metal all the time and you hate it, are you gonna continue having the same channel in the radio? No, no I don't think so. It will change. No. Then here is the same. All of us have this inner critic. Some of them are more extreme than others, but uh, it has been there from the beginning, and 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 it's trying to protect us. It's trying to keep us small that we take less risks. It's, it's, the, it's the voice of the ego, but your soul uh, and its messages, your soul whispers in your ear. Mm-hmm. It gives you the, the, the guidance, but in a totally different way. Then there has to be moments of solitude, not aloneness, but solitude I mean like to be with yourself and only with yourself, with certain level of silence where you can really figure it out what is happening inside of yourself. This mindful approach, meditation, if you want. Meditation is just sitting and doing nothing. And people think like, oh, it's very difficult or just putting a, a nice uh, voice of someone and do a guided meditation, but, but just sit and breathe. Mm-hmm. Create a space where there is time for the relationship with yourself. You're very busy. Okay, do two minutes. Don't tell me that you don't have two minutes per day. <laughs> Exactly. Life. Yeah. Just start with one thing and, and, and then another. Then for others, for example, we talk about the forgiveness. Make this list of, of things that you need you need to release from your system. And don't forget to include yourself in the list. For people that, uh, for example, are very responsible and very busy and they have forgotten that life is pleasure and that life is joy and that we are here to awaken to happiness now. Exactly. <laughs> procrastinating uh, this happiness. And, and, yeah. and think what, how can you schedule? Like if you schedule your meetings, things that are important for you, 
things that you are going to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Add something in your week that it's for you because you like it. You don't have to accumulate all the money to go around the world in a cruise whenever you can. The important is now, what you can do now. When you get up in the morning, what I can do today to make myself happier, happier, like a little bit more. And slowly, slowly, every baby step counts. Your life will be yeah. transformed in front of your eyes. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I'm all about taking baby steps consistently every day, the best you can, and being gentle with yourself. Um, I'm just looking at the time, Judith. So I just want to just uh, talk a little bit about the loving guidance of the Akashic Records and how that they can benefit you because you, I know we're going to take some questions and I know there are lots of people with their hand raised and I know as soon as I say we're going to be taking some questions, there's going to be more people with their hands raised. <laughs> it will be a pleasure. Um, then for those that don't know, I'm sure that everyone that is here have heard the, the, the name before, but the Akashic Records are a field of information where everything about you is recorded. Every feel, every feeling, every thought, every experience, then what is this information and how is possible that we have access? It's like when you have the pictures on your phone, you are seeing them on the phone, but they are in the cloud, then this is exactly the same. This field of information permeates everything from the physicist's point of view is the energy that connects all us. It's like we, we have a, like a webcam attached to all of us then everything that is happening right now between Alara and I is being recorded, but not by Zoom. It's like it's been recorded in, in a video in the Kashik Records with her perspective, her uh, feelings right now, everything that she is thinking, doing, and the same from my perspective. Then with the permission uh, of the people, and here we are working with the Akashic Records of this call um, open, we have access, and everyone that is included here, we can tap into this field of information and receive guidance. In a, in a private session, this will work a little bit different because we will uh, open, we will tap it into the Akashic records of the person that is the client. And we will open directly their Akashic records, like the, the, the book of their soul. You know? And it's, it's a very, it's a very uh, uh, rewarding way of working because you, in a consultation, you not only receive healing and guidance and information, no? What you can do is to resolve the issues that you bring. This is like a conversation with beings. We call them masters of the Akashic Records, but they don't have, they don't have a body. They don't have a, they don't, they're pure energy. They don't, they exist uh, as a form of pure and conditional love. They are emissaries emissaries of the divine we put labels because from our perspective humans we want to understand with whom we are dealing but it's a different kind of guidance than other realms like uh, um, angels archangels and, and whatever here we know we are connected with this information and what the reason why I explain this is because I think that the power of these sessions, and I do many other things, I'm an astrologer, I do past life regression, coaching, and many other modalities, but the reason why I like to work on the Akashic Records and, and the transformation that I see in clients when, when they arrive and they start asking things that they don't work in their lives, and we arrive to the topic of, of self-love, and they don't even know that I that is my expertise, it's like the universe put us together 
for me to be able to, through the Akashic Records, help them is that things can be released. Things can be let go. We can let go of things that we carry from our ancestors in our genetic lineage at an emotional level, return to a point of innocence, let go of egoic positions, uh, have a higher vibration, the integration of the divine essence within us. Uh, we have these prayers uh, that I read, and I think that for people in this call, there is another prayer very useful uh, within the Akashic Records is that it is to release outside influences. We tend to kind of as sponges and people that are very sensitive and empathic, we, we are not even wanting we take the stuff from others, even things that we watch in the TV or things that are projected into us, but also empathically, we want to help others and we absorbed stuff that it's not ours. At an at a soul level, it's not our responsibility to carry the stuff from others. We, we have enough with what we have to resolve. Yes, that's true. <laughs> then we have that's a prayer true. to resolve uh, this uh, and to release outside influences, to release energy patterns. And it's a very powerful work. Some, some clients have said that uh, in, a, in a one Akashic Records consultation, I have resolved more than in 10 years of therapy. And, and I believe so. There is a transformation. I don't do anything, really. I'm an intermediate person between the client and these beings that we call lords or masters of the Akashic Records. And my function there is to just uh, give the information as, as I receive it without adding anything from my belief system, very neutral, very loyal, be a pillar of light and really hold this space for the communication. But I don't have, I don't really have a gift. I, I train people to do that on their own. I teach classes and in a weekend I can train you to, to have the connection with Akashic Records for yourself. And I think that this is very valuable because it's important to be helped and, and to ask for help it's a sign of, of strength, not of weakness. When we mm -hmm. really love ourselves, we have to know when it's too much. And, and, and when we need uh, find, ask the universe to put in front of you the right person to help you, to, to really uh, help you move forward with your life in whatever way you want. Then the guidance that comes from the Akashic Records, I think that someone was asking about the questions. Um, it totally depends on what you bring to the session. In an hour, we, we, we will have time to really uh, uh, resolve around 10 questions. It depends how much healing we do and, and how much the conversation it is. But uh, you can ask anything. That's the beauty of this. It, it's not a guidance that it's only about, uh, tell me the purpose of my life. Or what can I do to really connect with my guides? That's very interesting stuff. But you can ask about your day-to-day -day life. Lots of parents ask about their children. How can I help them with their uh, issues? How can I uh, educate them better? Um, I had a problem with uh, people in American Express because they charged me for something that I have partially uh, put. And, and I was desperate, like, oh, my God, they took all the money. And now what am I going to do? And uh, that's wrong. And, and I opened my Akashic Records. And when I have a problem, I don't call a friend. I just open my Akashic Records. And they say, no, you're gonna call and you're gonna tell them exactly this and this is gonna be resolved. And you say, yeah, sure, yeah, how easy. And- uh, so, so just really quickly, since we're talking about the session, I just wanted to let everybody know that the package that uh, Judith is offering is a 60 minute Akashic Records consultation 
with Judith. So she's just explaining right now a little bit about what the Akashic Records are, how the consultation works, and um, some areas that you can ask questions about, etc. Yeah, thank you very much, Alara. I was I wasn't trying to enter in the in the offer without you introducing it, but uh, uh, it just happened. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, yeah, but no, the idea was to really explain what are the records and and and, and why this connection. No, then the funny thing about the Akashic records is these beings meet you where you are exactly. It's a kind of a guidance that is very loving. You will receive uh, enough information to take the next step, to go to where you wanna go, but without the pressure of saying, this is the solution, this is what you have to do, or you did this wrong, no. I heard again and again in the testimonials, like it's the first time in my life that I receive guidance, support, information without judgment. Their voice is very loving. And yeah, that's absolutely. the reason why they have become very important in my work, because again, as an unconditional love coach, uh, the, the idea is to share the world of love. I don't fix relationships. I, I help people to love themselves better that this transform every area of their lives, including the relationships. And the Akashic Records have helped me tremendously. And they will help you as well. Then the idea is that, yeah, in a consultation, of course, and, and this, is, this is amazing. I mean, 66% off the the regular price of a consultation is $333 here for Alara and, and, and her community. All of you that are here, the special offer for this session with me will be $111. Then I hope you appreciate that. We have just a crazy here. Yeah. Um, I just want to say really quickly, there is a payment plan available. And if you are an Inner Circle member, please don't forget your discount code as well, your gift code. Okay. So that's the the package and a little bit about the Akashic Records. Now, we're going to take some questions. Um, uh, so Judith, any um, any qualifiers? Like, can they ask anything or other than any guidance from my Akashic Records? I don't like that. I mean, how can she possibly? I don't know. I don't know. I'll let you handle that part, whatever you yeah. want. However you want to do it. No, I'm going to say that every question is welcome, but uh, let me clarify something. Uh, the same as happens in a session. The more heartfelt is the question, the more you are open to receive, the more important is for you what you are going to ask, not coming from curiosity, coming from, I really need help with this. Please tell me whatever. The more heartfelt, heartfelt it is, the more you are going to receive. And this that is, is such a much better explanation than I could have given. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to use that from now on. <laughs> yeah, because you have Thank to you. be open. It's not It's not only that I'm here and I can channel the Akashic Records. It's, uh, they are doing it for you. They want you yeah. to really be open to receive. Then if you yeah. don't want to know, don't ask. Like, don't ask my husband is cheating on me if you don't want to know. Because if they tell me, <laughs> yes, it's not a problem. And if they'll tell me no, well, I think it is then don't ask these kind of questions that are not going to add anything to your life as something that really it's important for you. Yeah, beautiful. I love that because as you all know, our time is very valuable. So, we, you know, we we want to answer questions that are valuable for you as well. So uh, if you haven't yet, you can raise your hand or you can type your question in the chat and we'll, we'll, we'll do a few. I don't know how many we're going to get a chance to do today, but we'll do a few. Yeah, um, this is another thing, like, um, 
understand that we don't have the time and the space to give uh, a good uh, answer because I, I have seen in a one hour consultation, we go deeper and deeper. The, the session yeah. was like in a, in a spiral and yeah. all the things get connected and it's much richer. Then I will do my best to give you everything I can in the time we have. And I'm, I'm here with this idea. And again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a servant uh, of them. Then let, let's see how this works. No rules, just uh, whatever you want to ask that it's important. Awesome. Um, all right, we're gonna go to Sulis. Hi, Sulis. Hello. Sulis, you wanna unmute yourself? Yeah, she's muted. And it's not in the camera, no? Yeah, hi, 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 I'm here. <laughs> hi. Hello, can you hear me properly? Yeah, we can hear you. What's your question? Yeah, hi, Alara. Hi, Judith. Um, hi. Thank you. Um, is it possible for you to I, connect the camera? To, uh, sorry? If you can uh, show us your beautiful face, if it's possible for you to connect the camera, if not, it's okay. We, we can hear you. Um, yeah, uh, it's not possible at the moment. Uh, okay, sorry great. for that. Go ahead. Um, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, the thing is, uh, I actually know that I love myself now much more than I did before while I was still married with a narcissist. And then I learned how to love myself. Uh, that's why I came, um, I decided to separate. Um, and now I'm have, having a, a loving partner and I'm very grateful for that. But something is still triggering me easily. And I wonder where what is affecting me um, at this time because I have done a lot of inner work and I've been on my healing journey and I have forgiven many people. <laughs> and, but still, um, even though we have a happy, uh, loving relationship, uh, I get triggered easily and then um, it, does, it takes a while before I can get uh, move uh, away from this emotion, you know? Let, um, me, uh, let me tell you what I'm receiving and we'll take it from there. And then uh, I'll ask you, how does it feel? And we continue the conversation. Um, okay. The first thing that they, they were saying when you were talking is uh, congratulations. You have, you have, uh, they don't like the word improve. You have changed a lot and put yourself first in many different ways. And, and they really want to congratulate you. I got this, this energy of, of, I'm happy for you, kind of, and an and, and applause. The, you said that you forgive a lot of people and that's true, but the forgiveness uh, still applies. But the, the key element uh, when you were talking, and sorry for interrupting you, was about receiving love. Your idea about giving love is so clear and you know how to love, you, you, you have clarity, but the most important is how, how you feel you deserve this love. The relationship that you abandon make an impact in the idea that what we were saying before, no love is a flow. It has to be given, but you have to be able to receive. 
Then for protection, you have built like brick by brick, this little wall, it, you have put some bricks down, but there is still a, a need for yeah. protection. And this need for protection has this sentence, no? Like I have to be careful when I need to protect. It's like if your heart has been broken before, uh, you, 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 you kind of put it together, but somewhere, somewhat, you still expect that someone hurts you again. And the most important, they keep repeating, is the serve, the serve, the serve. Then okay. the most important here for you will be to build this sense of appreciation bit by bit. The problem is that we tend to put the self-worth, we connect it to achievements, to things that go well in our lives, to things that we receive validation from out there. Then they want you to start practicing on appreciating yourself for nothing for nothing that you do, just for who you are. Feeling that you deserve to be loved for okay. who you are. This is like a cable that is not totally connected. It's like, you know, somewhere, uh, somewhere there, there is a cat in there. And sometimes you get it, sometimes it gets disconnected. I I'm explaining mm -hmm. myself clearly. Yes, spot on. <laughs> Thank you. Um, many yeah, words um, resonate to me because I felt abandonment. Uh, I, I just get inspired by this word. I, that's why I was asking you. So many abandonment cases before. That's why maybe it's still affecting me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I no, have some, some breaks. Yeah, no, and I hear you. And uh, uh, you know what, what means to be triggered? It's like you, you, all of us have buttons. Then in certain situations, the other person that it's near us is, is with whom we have a relationship or it doesn't have to be a close relationship, goes and press the button. There is a button for fear of abandonment. There is a button yeah. for uh, my heart has been broken before. There is a button for maybe I don't deserve to be loved. Then yeah. the way we learn is when people come and push, push these buttons. And yeah. Instead of seeing others like the ones that did something to us, the, the idea behind the invitation of the Akashic Records for you is see them as, as teachers in your life. And, and when you are triggered, say, okay, let me see what button the other person is pushing. Because if I am able to delete the button from myself, as you were saying, you have been done uh, doing a lot of work for yourself, then, then things will be different. And you are totally mm -hmm. true. But the more you build this muscle no, of not only accepting yourself, going to the next level, that it's appreciating yourself, this, uh, this love for no reason for yourself. You get up in the morning and I say, oh, how, how, how loving you are, Sumis. I love yourself so much. Put signs around. <laughs> Connect with this idea from the beginning that the love doesn't come from others, that you already have it. You deserve it. And you, you get it from you first. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you, Silas. Thank and you that message, so much. Thank you, Silas. And that message is for everybody, actually. You know, if oh, you yeah. really look at it. <laughs> sure. And by, uh, by the way, by the way, I was shaking the whole time while you were talking and I'm, I'm sweating. 
<laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm sweating too, but just because we don't have AC today in my building in Miami, but uh, <laughs> this is energetic work for everyone that is here. Please drink water. And uh, yeah. yeah, the messages are not individually to solids. We all learn from them and uh, they are sending you lots of love and, and you can do this. Awesome. Thank, you. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Alara. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. All right, we're going to go to Tanya. Tanya, you want to unmute yourself? Hi, Tanya. Hello. Hi. So since, since I was a child, I had this need, not need, but I always wanted to serve, you know, like I, I loved everyone and I like even even with the dog, I know that somebody has to walk him. And no matter how tired I would be, if nobody else wants to walk him, I would walk him. Uh, you know what, what I mean? I mean, with everyone, if I know that like my, my smaller sister didn't want to cook anything for her, but she was hungry, I thought to myself, no, but she will be hungry. So I will go and cook for herself. Is it out of self not love or is it out of something else and i know what you mean about putting ourselves um first because i had this um that i didn't put myself first in uh, any relationship probably so <laughs> it's long way to learn to kind of start loving myself i'm getting there or i getting somewhere at least because i started being more conscious I about these things they are but talking I just at worry. the same time as you are talking, yeah. then I don't mean to be rude, but no, no. I'm going to tell you what they are saying. Thank you. Think the first thing that I receive is that you have a heart from the size of, uh, of the universe. And oh my God. Your soul, for many lifetimes, have been mastering the art of loving loving and giving others and connect with the others people don't even have to tell you what they need that you are already there you already figure it out it's really difficult to connect with the idea of loving yourself for you because it's so weird in your world what you see is what others need but this is the lifetime where there has to be a change because your soul already have mastered how how to love others really they show me many lifetimes. The first, the first thing that I saw is you in a in a monastery or a convent as a as a nun, very old, and you are still taking care of the other nuns. You uh, you have run schools, you have run hospitals, you have run mona monasteries, you have been in positions of leadership where your main task was really to know the needs for others. And you have developed this to a point where it's it's so natural for you. It's the way you are wired. But the soul has the obligation to, to grow. Then we cannot just keep going lifetime after lifetime doing the same. There is a moment where we have to shift. That in this incarnation, you have met people that have not been wonderful with you and they didn't appreciate your sacrifice and they abuse and use you. Why? Because your soul needs to understand that it's the moment to give, but also to receive. 
it's similar to what we were saying to souls in a totally different context. Your soul wants that you ask yourself in front of anything, like what is the best for me now? Then you can decide to help others. But what is the choice that you need to develop this muscle? Because this information doesn't even come to your heart or to your mind. And you are, and you are as an autopilot uh, pattern, no? You are just there doing that. Then in all the lifetimes where you have been recognized and you have helped many and you were so needed, that was useful. But the reason why in this lifetime is not working is because your soul needs to learn some self-love. That's why you have found these people that constantly are showing you like, yeah, I mean, you do this for me because you, you want, nobody asks you. Then this kind of answers from others that they don't appreciate this sacrifice that you do, all the love. It's not because they are bad people, it's because they have been chosen, they have agreements with you to put you in a situation where you don't have any other option than to love yourself. And you are learning. Thank and you so much. Now it is so clear. Wow, that was so powerful. That was very powerful. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, much. And and they are always with you every step of the way, okay? And and I appreciate it and I'm grateful. Thank you so much. Lots of love, Tanya. Lots of love to you too. Thank you. Thank you, Tanya. Okay, we're going to go to Mary Lou. Mary Lou, you want to unmute yourself? No, we cannot yeah. hear you. Thank, uh, thank, you thank you so much, Alara. Hi, Judy. Hi. How are you? Very good. Happy to see you. <laughs> nice to see you. I have my question is in regard to I have a question on the questionnaire, but I have two questions in regard to my husband. How much more can I tolerate his self-centeredness and self-serving attitude and I try now to put boundaries because it's going on for like over 20 years and I'm still here. And my other question is my daughter is 29 years old and she she and the husband are expecting a baby, first baby, first granddaughter. And uh, how do I put myself in, in the situation as a grandmother? I know how to go about it, but what is how will I be accepted with my ways of being a grandmother or do I follow what they expect from me or what they are talking at the same time as you are talking then let me start from your second question and then we will be back to the first question okay then it seems that this baby that it's going to be born and you have uh, some sort of connection and uh, there might be a recognition when you see the baby. And at the same time, let me tell you that your, your daughter uh, both love you a lot, but because it's the first baby, they need a combination between uh, help and advice and room to see how they become parents. Then your role has to be very uh, willing to be there because they are going to need your help, but at the same time, not intrusive, very respectful. 
very uh, very loving, really. Like opening your heart and telling them, I am here for whatever you need, but be sure that when you give advice, it's because you are asked. It's sometimes difficult for someone that sees very clearly you know, that something has to be done or that there is a better way of doing things, especially with that. But remember that unconditional love is respectful, that we have to allow the others to make their own mistakes, even though we see that uh, they could do better. I appreciate we only, Yeah, we only grow when we have room to do that. And, and again, your, your daughter is so, so uh, lucky to have you um, at her side. Thank um, you. It's going to be a very intense experience for her. She's going to be like so happy and lost at the same time, like any uh, new mother and uh, going through a lot. Then remember this sentence. Um, tell them that they ask you. Like, I'm here, but I will wait until you ask me. Um, I don't know why they are coming with this idea, because again, uh, you are all family and, and everything should be natural. But there must be a reason that uh, maybe you told us in the future that uh, you have to be there for them and uh, you have to be there for, for yourself as well. All the love that you can share with them. I, I am writing this because I'm about to forget. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Take notes. Your first question, uh, that's a little bit more complex and long. Um, you were saying that why you are tolerating this self -centered. We can only actually take one question because we still have other people and we're already running out of time. I'm just going to say a couple of things because, again, if not, it's going to be too long. Um, then uh, this is your husband uh, in yes. a relationship. Yes. They want you to start looking and write in a journal how you treat yourself in the relationship. We tend to complain about things that we don't give to ourselves. Then instead of looking at what he does and the way he is, look at what you are not doing for yourself. That means you mentioned the boundaries, that means expressing your needs, that means saying what, what you love also about him. Then uh, love is not about asking the other person to be a certain way, it's also for us to bring something to the table. And we tend to complain, uh, we all do that, humans, they say, <laughs> you are not doing this for me. And then see what you are not giving to yourself that you demand the relationship to give to you. Instead of asking him to change, see what can you resolve on your own first, because in the moment you transform yourself, the relationship is gonna be affected and it's gonna be transformed on their own. The dynamics are gonna change, but boundaries are important. And boundaries mean love, not limits, not limitations, not uh, anger is I love myself and this is what I need. But if you don't know what you need, how are you gonna set up boundaries? Sounds good. Super, I, I appreciate all those, Judith. Thank you so much. And thank you, Alara. They send you lots of love. Thank you, Mary Lou. Okay, awesome. Um, all right, so we do have Tanya, the other Tanya. <laughs> If you want to unmute yourself. And then there's a few questions in the chat if we have time. And Manisha um, is also here. Tanya, you, Tanya, you want to? The other Tanya. 
not Tanya Caldwell, the other Tanya. <laughs> Tanya Hutton. Yeah, Hutton. Hi. Tanya, are you there? Tanya Hutton? We cannot Maybe. hear you. Cannot hear you, cannot see you. No, we see you, Andres, no. but we will get back to her again later. Yeah. So let's go to Manisha quickly, and then we'll see if we can answer some questions in the chat. Go ahead, Manisha. Thank you, Judith. Thank you, Alara. Um, I'd love some a message um, on love, romantic love. So um, I don't want to go into detail. You will understand. I was married uh, a long, very long time ago, forty something years ago, forty three years ago, and it was a marriage on deceit betrayal and then you know I had a terrible divorce I've been um on my own for more than two decades I don't know if there's anything you would tell me about a romantic love yeah, perhaps they are talking, I... they are talking uh, uh and this is for everyone even when we do mm -hmm. our presentation I don't really need information because I'm not elaborating the answers the answers comes to me then in the moment you start talking they start talking to me that I, thanks God I have good memory, then let me tell you uh, everything that they have for you. When you um, look in the camera, the first thing that they mention is, she doesn't believe that love is for her. You consciously want more than anything to be loved, to be in a loving partnership. Mm -hmm. um, but there is still a wound, uh, totally open, no matter how much time has passed. And that's the reason why you didn't continue with your love life. You prefer to be alone to, uh, than to enter in a relationship that you don't see that is what, uh, what you really want and, and, and they understand your protection. But in your case, uh, there is still uh, something to let go. It's like you are trying to attract new love from the past perspective of what love was in your life. And because mm. that was the most important relationship that you have ever had, uh, everything is filtered through that lenses. Like if you're still wearing the same glasses, then when the events happen, it totally depends on you. Nothing has to happen and no one really has to help you, even though they are doing it right now. And we have a point under the small finger to release uh, emotions to direct your consciousness to disconnect. You can hold this grace point while they talk mm -hmm. because um, it's a still so important, the influence. It's like you don't believe in love because there was a relationship that failed. But love yeah. doesn't equal relationship. Love is always available. Love is always there for you. Love is waiting for you to jump into love then in order to connect with love, stop looking for a relationship. Don't think a relationship with a man or a woman or, no, live in the world of love. Love has many dimensions. It's love like for a, for a, for a dog that you see in the street, it's love for nature, it's love that you see in a romantic movie, it's, uh, it's putting in Pandora or Spotify, love songs. Connect with the world of love and live in that place. Love is kindness, love is hugging, love is uh, feeling love inside of yourself. Move from the head, like if there are stairs that go to your heart, 
and feel intensely the love there. So intensely that it, it kind of uh, permeates all your body. And then it's so intense that it really goes out of your body. And it's so intense that it feels the room where you are. Feel the love because love is what is going to attract love into your life. You have to be the love that you want to find. Then when love is really in your life, things will happen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, is it any finger, any hand, the little finger that one holds? All, all the grease points, we use them in the right hand. And we okay. all use that, but we have many others, as I explained. Uh, then in the in the consultations, one of the things, we will go deeper into that. I mean, that's, that's just a, a nugget. But uh, they say that this is important enough for you to understand how, mm. how to make it. And this information, and go to the replay and listen again, contains everything you need to find the love that you are looking for. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you, Alara. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judith. Thank you. Thank you. I think Tanya is back. Tanya Hutton, I think she's here now. Yeah, we can see you, uh, but you're muted. Hi. That, that's, that's not person. Tanya, can we, we can't hear you. Are you speaking? No, we can't hear you. Miss Haddon. No, there's no microphone, Tanya, at all. Well, there is a microphone, but it's not working. It's not. Oh. Yeah, maybe you can write your, your question in the chat if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we cannot hear you. Even when you are unmuted, we cannot hear you. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, all right, so I'm just gonna go quickly. There was a few questions in the chat. There was um, Angela and Angela says, my question is regarding my siblings and the upcoming court cases. It has become ugly and dangerous. How do I proceed? Should I leave everything behind and start afresh? Sorry, I, I didn't get the, the question. Uh, she was saying that it's becoming what is becoming bad? Um, she said it's regarding my siblings and the upcoming court cases. It has become oh, ugly and dangerous. Cases. Yeah, it's becoming ugly and dangerous. How do I proceed? Should I leave everything behind and start afresh? Well, it's a little bit complex because we cannot give you uh, like a short, short, quick answer. But in order for you to uh, kind of have enough information to make the decision if you want to really abandon everything or not, we will say that um, you don't have to fix the relationship with them, but you, you should go to court with a different attitude. Um, the way you see this uh, resolve for you, if you don't, if you don't know any other way to do it is abandoning. And we don't think that this is the best way to proceed because if you abandon, but you leave the problem behind, it will go after you. It's like an elastic, no? You'll try to go out, but the, the thing will come. Then if you really want to separate from everything that is happening in this court case, first know that it's gonna be longer than you ex are expecting. Second, that everybody has 
very clear attitudes about what's right and what's not. And you don't have to navigate through this court case, uh, allowing it to affect you until a point where you really uh, lose everything you have. We're not talking about uh, properties or money or whatever. It's how it's affecting you. You feel that you are losing too much from your own inner peace and your life, that it's not worth it. And we are saying, what can you do in order to love yourself differently, to support yourself through the process that you can stand up for what is yours because there is a part of that, that it's in the court case that it's yours without adding more uh, hatred and anger to this situation. And at the same time, not only survive, be okay with what it is. Then this is, this is, a, this is experience of uh, cultivation of love. And this court case seems the opposite of cultivation of love, uh, right? It's nothing like something that doesn't look like love. Then what, what is the, the way in, in, in which you can bring more love first to yourself and then to the situation that you don't add more in order to, to resolve this in the best possible way? And no matter what is the result, uh, to be sure that you, you are okay. But uh, there is much more. Eh? Um, so I'm simplifying. Uh, they are not me. So they are simplifying a lot. And I hope this helps. Yeah. If you can give us an answer in the chat. I, yeah. I prefer to talk to people because it's easier, uh, the interaction, but uh, I hope this helps. But I, th I think it makes sense, Angela. So let us know how that resonates with you. Yes. Um, and, and Pippa is asking, will my home sell soon? And is there a sacred healing retreat space waiting for me? Um, the first thing that they are saying is you don't see your home sold. You see, you are trying to, 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 to sell your home. Then the first shift is not like uh, in the decoration of the house and making it nice. There is no problem with the price. You are, you are considering and lowering the price and all of these things. Um, it, that's not the thing. Is that you don't really, uh, do you, you, you don't really see it done. Then when you, if it's easy for you to visualize, you have to see your home in the hands of very beautiful people that it's exactly what they are looking for and it's at the right price for them and everything is flowing. You don't see it as a, transaction, uh, uh, a real estate transaction only uh, with everything that implies. I know that's reality. See it from a higher perspective where you can uh, surrender your home. Uh, it's out of your hands. It's already sold because you energetically are like in the middle of, of all of this in a certain way. You don't, you don't put it this, you, you are not aware, but you just have to just release. It's done, it's so, bye. Thank you. It's in hands of someone else. And the second part about the retreat, uh, it's connected. I mean, everything that we have said from the first part applies. Uh, it seems like a so much big project for you it's so deep into your heart that this is something that you want to do and it's in your future to do it, but you have to close the gap between where you see yourself and where you want to go. And you don't do it on your own. You're, you're going to be helped. You're going to be uh, uh, guided. Um, the property uh, doesn't seem that, I see trees and I see like it's a place that it's isolated but near to a, 
small center of a city, but I don't, I don't know you tell us, I don't think you have really uh, selected the place where you wanna do this, then you, you, you have to put more pieces. You have to feel it uh, strongly in your heart. It has to be a reality. Instead of asking the universe, just asking, um, uh, it's a done deal. Uh, applies in in both in both cases. Um, and again, we can continue and continue. But uh, the, the the fact of the house uh, is quite soon. If you apply this, it's kind of a bye. Awesome. So let us know how that resonates with you, Pippa. And I think there is there's something from Zila. I don't know where it went. Hold on. Oh, I don't know where it went, Zila. Oh, sorry. So Zila is asking, will I find a safe place to live before winter arrives? Hopefully I have healed enough self-forgiveness from past life to receive shelter. Yeah, they are sorry you are going through this. And I I feel a deep uh, sadness in, in the moment Alara was reading the, the question. Um, yeah. This prayer for forgiveness that we have read or the Ho'oponopono or anything you want, use it because you, you have an opinion about yourself that is wrong. You're a beautiful person that deserves everything and you are not ready to receive it because you think there is something wrong with you. Then the most important here is self-forgiveness. The shelter that you are looking first have to happen within yourself. If you don't feel comfortable in your own company, it's very difficult to live with you all day, every day when you don't feel good in your own skin. You, you are loved as you are. From our perspective, you don't need to be fixed, change, transform. You are who you are. And as you are right now, we love you. And we invite you to do the same, to let go of everything that you believe that you have done wrong that you think that, uh, that you deserved. Mm. And there is a life, a different life waiting for you. And there is a lot of fear when our basic needs are not there. It's very complicated to connect with the expectations of the unknown because we tend to, to see that everything is coming is negative. Then for you, the invitation is to to surrender until a point where you can feel the support and the guidance that the universe has your back, that you are not and will never be alone. And that if you try step by step to support yourself, things will be different. Then take baby action, but the most important is releasing. And if you prefer to use these four sentences together, as you were saying, like the Ho'oponopono, I love you. I'm sorry, please forgive me and thank you. Uh, this will clear not only, it's not only a forgiveness prayer for yourself, it clears also everything that have brought to the situation where you are at this moment. We only have words of appreciation for you and love. Please receive them. 
and reconnect with your heart with the power of love will take you out from where you are. Awesome, thank you. Thank you, Zila. Let us know how that resonates with you and I definitely please be willing to receive. Yeah. Um, so there's a, a question from Sara in the chat and she said, after a big accident, I'm having severe hair loss. My hair has always been thick and very, very long. I have thought I kept it so long as a reaction to my last life in the Holocaust when it was shaved. I wonder if I am letting go of something here. Uh, if she's in the chat, uh, they are sending her a question, like, have you let go of the accident? Because um, the accident made you feel like a victim. And there are other patterns in your lifetimes where you feel like a victim and there is a lot of stress that it's affecting the hair. I'm not getting clarity. Uh, I will in this case, prefer to interact with you and to be able to, to talk. Well, I knew you wanted to ask me a question. Oh, hi. No, I wanted to know how this resonates because uh, the first thing that they said is that uh, the loss of hair is related with something that has been triggered uh, because of the accident, but not only of the accident itself. There is, there is a lot of stress, like if if, if the accident has put you in a situation where you don't want to be and is creating other kind of problems in your life, I don't know if I'm explaining myself clearly. No, I understand. I, I'm okay with it. I've had six months of rest and looking at things, but I just realized yesterday that it seems like I've lost half my hair. It's always been a big identity with me having, it was to my feet at one point and it was to my knees, but now it's all falling out. So yeah. uh, I get the me. I'd like there to be something good I'm letting go of in conjunction with it. Uh, well, what I'm getting is that you 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 have not let it go. It is still is still very present the accident um, and the pain and its consequences and uh, it's it's not creating only a stress as we usually use this word. It's it's creating a stress at an emotional level. All the past lives where you felt like you were a victim and you have lost your power, kind of get activated at the same time with powerful energy. And this is, uh, or might be, can be overwhelming. Um, I don't know how big, how serious was the accident. They are not telling me, but they are, they are clearly saying that you are not over it. And if I can, uh, they are asking me to share something with you that happened to me. I had an accident. A car accident was not my fault one year ago. And I was trying to heal and to recover and to was putting a lot of emphasis in, in, in doing the right things to get over it. But the more I tried to do, the more energy I was adding to the accident. And the accident was so present until one day that I had an aha moment where I say, okay, that's, that's the end, that's it. No more accident, no more victim. Being a victim is one of the patterns in my life as well. Then I don't know what it happened that day, but I'm getting the same. They're asking me to share this with you because I'm getting a little bit of the same here that we are connected in a certain way where overcoming is not the matter of time. 
overcoming is not uh, that uh, that when the court case or the compensation or whatever it is, then if you sit still and take some deep breaths and ask yourself, uh, do I want to really put a put an end to this? And then ask your body, what what do you need from me? And how can I help you? I hope this helps. We will have to go deeper, but unfortunately. Thank you very much. I hope it resonates. Um, do you have any questions? Well, other people have questions. I don't want to take too much time. Well, thank you. Thank you for being vulnerable and for your question. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. All right, we are over time, um, unfortunately, but there was one question that I really wanted to ask from Rita. And because I think it's, it's a common question that a lot of us have from time to time. And that is, why do I feel so not loved or understood? I'm breathing because I can feel the pain. That's the first thing that they made me feel. Then uh, Rita, if you are listening to this, um, we have a, a point in the center of the right palm or main raise point. It helps to release energy that is contracted and also helps to get more clarity and to integrate in whatever you are gonna receive right now. Then feeling unlovable um, is a symptom of disconnection from ourselves. When, when there is pain, uh, sometimes what we do in order to protect ourselves, they, they, they ask me to, to use this word that is very human, maybe psychological, no, there's a, like a dissociation. We live a life, but we don't feel connected. We don't feel connected with, with the life that we have. We don't, we don't understand really what is this, what is this love. We, we just go through the emotions in life, but nothing really gets uh, exciting. Sometimes people feel the same, they say when they are depressed, you, you lose the joy for life. But uh, feeling unlovable is something that has a solution. It's something that your soul have decided to change in this lifetime. Everything that we have been talking uh, all this time really uh, applies, applies to you. Like the idea of choosing to love yourself no matter what, when you start in the morning, the way you talk to yourself, the building the sense of appreciation. And there is, there is a need also of, of releasing some stuff, not things that really happen in your childhood, in this lifetime, it goes farther away. Uh, your case is not one of uh, self-sacrifice, it's more of, uh, I don't know who I am and why I'm here then uh, it's difficult to love someone that you don't know. Then our first recommendation is to really investigate. And it doesn't matter what, what tool you use, the Enneagram or astrology, or you read books, or you use the Byron Katie method about your thoughts. 
the more you learn who you are, what you want, what are your needs, what are your desires, the more questions you ask to yourself to go deeper and to discover who you are, the more you feel the connection. It's like when you are introduced to someone that is a stranger, then you may have an affinity, uh, I like you. But when you're really interested in establishing a relationship with someone, you ask all sorts of questions to this person. What is your favorite food? And, and what do you like to do? And what happened to you when you were, where you spend your summers? And you don't stop asking questions because you want to know more and more because that knowing makes the connection happen. And another very important idea for you is to really connect with the idea that you are lovable because you exist, that self-worth is, is your birthright. And this, we enter in a, in, a, in a field that they know very well, but some humans, uh, for some humans, they say it's difficult. We have another grace point in here, in this area of the palm, that is the I am. The I am is the integration of the divine essence within ourselves. It's the recognition that you are not just this body and this personality and this incarnation. You, you are this soul, this essence, this divine essence that is perfection. And to come back to the pattern of perfection of who you are, to connect with this divine essence, we have two more grace points. One is here receiving divine energy and the other one is here returning to the pattern of perfection of who you are. This will, will uh, remind you of these mudras that we do in yoga, no? it's, it's all the same. Then this is for alignment, this is for balance. But the invitation is, is, is to connect and explore certain ideas about seeing you really as a, not the, the, the drop in the ocean alone, as the ocean, to connect with your essence, to know that the, this divine essence is within you and, and this is the most important part of you and that you are playing a role, yes, in this life and, and love has not been present in your life. But uh, as we were saying to the other person that asked the question, live in the world of love, connect with it. And, and there is gonna be a moment, it's like a switch that you're gonna see that it's not out there, that it's within you. And then you will have always the power to have the switch on and to have it always there because, because you can. It's, it's, it's energy and, and it's energy that you can create. It's energy that arrives to you that, that you can give. And put yourself in circumstances where you can share love, share a hack. I give a hug with uh, someone that is in a security uh, cabin where I go every morning for a walk um, in a golf course. And, and I didn't know her. I just see her every day. And now we hug each other and, and we share this love. And, uh, and it's beautiful. And a smile, a kind gesture, a compliment. You want love? Start by giving love and see what happens. I hope this helps. They are sending you lots of love. Wow, powerful. Uh, thank you, Rita, for asking that question. I'm, I'm glad that I asked because it was so, yeah. I find so relevant. And that message was, again, yeah. for everyone as well. You know, it's so important. And um, thank you so much, Judith, for sharing so much of yourself, so much love and 
also like all these different grace points and just everything you've shared with us today has been phenomenal. There's some, I don't know if you saw, there's so many wonderful messages in the chat. Um, no, yeah, I cannot multitask. If I'm opening the records <laughs> of people, I cannot multitask. Then let me let me read the, all the love received. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, like like Zila uh, had said, Laura, thank you, Judith. I'm so blessed by this message. I was crying so deeply from the truth, and I truly felt love for the first time. Every word was absorbed into my being. Um, Mary Lou had sent me a direct message. Thank you very much, Judith, for the beautiful insight you have retrieved from the Akashic Records. It is very heartening and will follow your advice on both my questions. My heart overflows with love and gratitude. Um, oh, wow. And then, of course, Jill says, I appreciate this talk so much. Judith, you are wonderful and your channel is so clear and deep. Thank you, Anna Laura, for this fantastic conversation. And again, Gail says, Thank you, Judith, for the messages of love. And, you know, it's like there's so many others as well, right? And so, um, and Manisha as well, and Sandy as well. So there's just been so much wonderful wisdom, but not just wisdom. I, I, it's, it's like the truth, right? The truth that is coming through you as the channel you are of love and, and living love, right? So not just love as the concept, but the love as the being, living, breathing love. So thank you. This has been awesome. And I know, I mean, like, I know I'm kind of gushing because it's like, it's the first time she's been on the show. So it's like, <laughs> how awesome and amazing, you know, um, you have been. Not the, so. the last one. Uh, I had a wonderful time with all of you. Thank you so much. Uh, I I love to do this. Then I, we have to end, unfortunately, but I, I will, I will do it the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as everyone knows, I you know, my chair is very uncomfortable. So after two hours, an hour and a half, I'm like, I cannot sit here anymore. Um, <laughs> but this but, has been awesome. And if you'd like to work with Judith, please do book a 60 minute session with her. So they, because like what she received today was just little snippets. And for some of you, like, you know, she needs to go deeper and give you even more information, but she can only give so much in this short little bit of time. So if you, you know, would like to please do book a session with her um, and use your discount yeah, code. Of course, if unique, you're Yeah, this is a unique opportunity. Eh? You will never see this prize again. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Happy, yeah, I promise. And uh, yeah. then then this is an offer for, for Alara with all my gratitude. And and I hope I'll, I'll, I can help you deeper uh, in whatever way. And, and thank you so much. And I, I think as I just want to say, as, as you saw, the questions are not just about relationships or soulmates, you know, it, it's about everything and anything. So whatever is on your heart, whatever you need clarity, direction on, but based on who you are and loving yourself, that's the most important thing. So, um, yeah, and I think that, that that is key. Yeah, it's very important, a lot of what you say. You are the boss. Uh, you prepare a list of questions, and the questions can be anything, anything you want. There are no wrong questions. And as you can see, I mean, usually the universe put me together with people that need self-love, but uh, but uh, you can ask about anything you want and, and also about people related to you than anyone that you have been in relationship in the past or it's part of your family and also from your past life, your current incarnation and the future development of your soul, then questions about the future are, are uh, welcome, uh, considering that the future is a pattern of possibilities. Then it's a, 
is a wonderful is a wonderful way to receive guidance. But but again, if you feel inspired and you want to learn this, is another opportunity. Just just connect with me in whatever way I can help you and and, and through Alara. And, and so Angela is asking, how far out are you booked? So I think we talked yesterday, and so your calendar, you have some spots open in your calendar for people yeah, right now. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I I have spots right now reserved for these consultations uh, as soon as next week. Uh, I try, don't expect uh, these calendars uh, where you go and book. You will have to talk to me all the style. I try to adapt to the schedule of the people. Then you tell me what is your preferred time of the day, what days you have. It can be if I'm not teaching classes, it can even be during the weekends. Then I'm sure we will find a time that works for both. The sooner, the better. And we will be able to do the consultation faster. Don't worry about timing. Uh, it will be soon. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Thank you. Yeah, because you know, some I know some some guests have like their calendars booked three months in advance, like three months ahead. And I was like, I can't wait. I don't want to wait three months. I'll be honest. I'm like that. I was like, I don't want to wait three months. I have a question now. I'm not gonna have the same question three months from now. I trust me. So <laughs> I want help now. I don't want help three three months from now. So That's yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I have prepared <laughs> the things like this because I perfectly understand. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there is there's are spots available in her calendar starting as early as next week. Okay. So awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll be back again tomorrow. We have another show tomorrow, so please do join us. And thank you again, Judith, so much. This has been awesome. So much wisdom. So for those of you who are still here or watching on the replay, please go back and watch and listen again because there's so much wisdom. So please go back and watch and listen and listen to all the, not just the questions, but the answers, because the answers from the Akashic Records, the messages are applicable to all of us. There's so much wisdom. So please do go back and watch or listen again. Okay. So thank you so much again, Judith. Thank you so much, everyone, for all your questions. I think I got everyone. If I didn't get you, I'm sorry. I apologize. I think I got most people. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Sending you all so much love and blessings always. Lots of love. Bye Thank for you. now. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye for now.